Brandon was staying in David Crosby's guest house on Beverly Glen. He was an original bird and had just about moved in to share his trials and tribulations. Brandon was achingly addictive, and I fell in and out of love with him hourly. He demanded full attention, insisting that I sing with him, cook meals, do laundry, and play with his son Jesse whenever he came to visit. We also spent a lot of time upstairs with David. He was the last holdout of the heavenly hippies, his pudgy body always naked as he passed around humongous bowls of coke and pot. He played us the tapes of his new group, Frozen Noses, and they sounded blissfully beautiful, the most ethereal harmonies I've ever heard. They changed their name, thank goodness, to Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and went on to sell trillions of records. When I came up for a breath of fresh air, the GTOs were on the cover of Teen Set magazine, and Miss Andy had two letters from me from Chris Hillman, sent from the middle of the road. I, of course, had the burrito itinerary and sent many sentimental goo-gahs across the wilderness, never expecting a reply, so I was literally struck dumb. Despite my rabid lust for Brandon, the image of Mr. Hillman hovered over me like a halo. While I sequestered myself in a Bacchanalian sex cave, the GTOs got in trouble. The police found a syringe spinning round and round in the landmark loo, as well as three whacked-out, wildly-dressed females completely under the influence. Two sets of somber, grieving parents coughed up bail money, while poor, poor, poor Mercy was trapped like a rat, coming down in Sybil Brand, a cage for dumbfounded damsels in distress. When Frank caught the sinful scent on the wind, he postponed our album indefinitely and canceled our allowance. Naughty, naughty GTOs. I had to think of a way to make some dough that wouldn't crease my style too much or take up too many precious seconds. When I extricated myself from Brandon's arms and came home to take care of beeswax, I realized the full extent of my rebound. I couldn't take much more of dear Brandon anyway. He only slept two and a half hours a night and needed constant adoring care. His blind eyes were wild with a need that no one could fulfill, so I decided to stay home and let him collect himself without me. My decision wasn't without dramatics, but despite the double-barreled rebound, we had been able to dig up some real love for each other. He was the first man who didn't leave me out of his important male thoughts. He let me pull aside the macho curtain and get a glimpse into the manly mind. It was a jaw-dropper. Once again, I nestled into the room I had left behind at my parents' house to regain my sanity and composure. I developed strep throat whenever I abused my tender body, and my mom would bring me Campbell's chicken noodle and rub my chest with Vicks. She and I would talk the nonsense out, and I would leave feeling like I could never really go wrong.